0: Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you so much for tuning back in today. You can always find us at pathtozion.com or on our Facebook page, YouTube, of course, where you're watching this video. Subscribe if you would like. And uh, you can reach out to us via email, PatToZionpodcast at gmail.com is the way to do that. Thank you to those of you who have been emailing us um, wondering where we've been. Uh, We're gonna touch on that here today and uh we've got so many inspiring emails lately um they're so encouraging i don't have time to go over them of course but for those of you who take the time um to write us it means more than you know and like i always say we try to respond in 48 hours or less generally the same day i can get to them it's not like we're inundated with 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 all of our fan mail you know that's not of course how this channel is um it is very meaningful uh for those of you who have taken the time to send us any kind of a correspondence on again here's the theme <laughs> I just I just feel alone I go to Christian church I do the Christian things I've always done and in Holy Spirit via his word and prayer and seeking his seeking father's face has led me to these questions and it, it can be very isolating I, I, I understand uh, and you get some strange looks from people who may have known you for your whole life <laughs> Um, but friend let me just tell you this is something that is being revealed in this age um, this ancient way understanding it's not because we're smarter or we're better or we just know more Um, it is simply something Holy Spirit is doing to fulfill prophecy on the earth and and amen to the fact that we get to be here uh, to be a small part of it so I want to just get to this right away today, and and today will be somewhat, perhaps, scattered. Uh, Again, I sat here three weeks ago today, and and I talked very briefly about biblical um, child training, uh, obedience, and uh, just barely dipped my toe into that topic, uh, just sitting right here, and a lot has happened here in, in my family's life since then. That I'm going to touch on, which is going to be the, the context of why I'm going to say what I will today. Um, but that being said, um, the last series that we did, you know, like the last recorded video series that was formal, that was down in the studio, um, what were we talking about? We were talking about biblical salvation, and, and what in the world is it? Um, it it's very normal in in Christian verbiage and rhetoric and especially in American Christianity to just kind of fist bump a brother and say are you saved you better believe I'm saved are you saved yes I'm saved oh the blood of Jesus but we don't really talk about like a biblical understanding of what it means to be saved and and the fact of this mysterious ongoing act of, of being saved and those who endure to the end Will be saved. And so we have a lot of with just ill intent and, you know, accidentally landing where we are today um, with, with just errant Christian doctrine. We have, we have literally missed the biblical understanding of salvation. And we're going to talk about that some more today in a very interesting um, context and setting. Based on where I have been and my family has been for the last three weeks now when I sat here three weeks ago I was only a few days removed Or maybe a week um, of being sick. I I was sick for several days. I was just down and out and Man, I just I just got my tail kicked with it Um, And then my son got it briefly and he's healthier than anybody on the planet So he was only sick for 24 hours then my wife had it for several days. And if you watch the program, and of course, if you know us personally, um, my mother-in-law moved here from Texas uh, three months ago to live with us. And there's a lot to that story. Um, a lot of, of um, efforts towards redemption and, and, and healing and, and what? Salvation, salvation, <coughs> um, restoration. Uh, and so... Uh, and, and greatly paraphrased to, to give you a peek into where we've been the last three weeks specifically is um, my mother-in-law got very sick very very fast and um, a Week ago yesterday she passed and it's been a very hard time uh, for us uh, I won't go into all the details and you know parents pass away, you know here we are at our age and that that becomes quite normal um, like it or not <laughs> Um, But this was very unexpected, very sudden, and and we've just really had to reckon with our hearts and our emotion, continually surrender to the Father. Um, His ways, His purposes, His his ways are higher than mine and they are perfect and right and good. Um, And right now we may just not know all the answers. So what we do is we look back with thankful hearts the best we can in our grieving and thank Him for the three months that we had with her here to literally just daily, moment by moment, in flawed vessels of course, but vessels nonetheless, of pouring Father's love into her life. And uh, it was a real privilege to do that. Now, I had the opportunity a week ago um, tomorrow, we did a graveside service and I had the privilege to speak um, during that. And I wanna share a little bit of what I talked about and then just across the road here at the church that we gather at every other week, um, just this last Thursday night, I shared a little bit of that, and I compiled some other uh, texts to kind of challenge and put in in the people's court, if you will, the court of their lives and of their heart, um, what the Father is saying within these moments of examining our own brevity and and shortness, uh, uh, a vapor of a life that, that we all are as human beings. And so i want to speak to that a little bit again because i really felt like that made sense across the road specifically and at the service as well Um, but in these times it's good for us to what i say is just sit back and really do some some inner um, introspection about our heart's condition who we are who we aren't um, what we believe and why and you know it's just a good time to really examine ourselves and and get to know in there like Uh, our hearts posture on many matters that that sometimes when we're busy many people I understand just aren't really spiritual people and don't daily study their Bibles and and have uh, spiritual discourse with their spouse I understand that that is normal sadly um, for people to not have that as a as a daily component of life and so when things like this happen whether it's death or or a tragic situation or something like that It causes us to just kind of stop and, and, and look inward a little bit more than, than perhaps we do on a normal day. know, we, we're we kind of sober people, and we're just kind of odd, and so that's that's pretty normal for us here. But I do understand that, that um, these situations, like a death, brings to the forefront often things that are just kind of pushed aside in the busyness of life. And so... I just wanted to share a few things um, that I've shared over the past several days, um, starting with 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and Paul is speaking, and of course he says this, the good news, the gospel, as we talk about here, not the gospel, not the Pauline gospel, because there is no Pauline gospel, but the ancient way gospel that's been throughout the, the law and the prophets that was prophesied so many years ago, previous to Paul by thousands of years, this gospel, this good news, which he, Paul, proclaimed, you received it and you took your stand on it, and by it you are being saved. And then it goes into prerequisites, if you hold firm to the word that I proclaim to you. Now, I couldn't elaborate on this during the graveside service, but I will here today, um, this next part is of utmost importance and it needs a little bit of our uh, attention um, because we're talking about this, this good news gospel is, is what is bringing us into an ongoing saved condition. By it, I am being saved. I'm being delivered. I'm being restored. I'm being renewed. I'm being changed. I am changed. I've moved from death to life. i become a new creation. And because of Holy Spirit's power within me now, through blood of Yeshua, I am being saved, an ongoing work, a sanctification work that continues on until I breathe my last, and therefore, hopefully, I will be able to say, I have endured to the end, and thereby, I will be saved. But interestingly, in this 1 Corinthians 15 passage, it ends with this this prerequisite. You are being saved if... You hold firm to the word I proclaimed to you. Now, what was that word? It was the full gospel word that He was declaring, had been unveiled in that era of time post Yeshua, and it concludes with, "Unless you believed without proper consideration." Friends, this is the this is one of the primary um, points of my entire life as one who has any voice to say to anyone, well, whether I'm given a voice or not. It is one of my primary purposes is is this line right here. Unless you believed without proper consideration. There are so many people in the Christian church today, primarily children, sadly, that are being pressed to make a decision, make a public declaration, because the Word says, He who confesses the name of Jesus shall be saved. And all this doctrinal... Um, muddiness that is dumbed down to just say if, if little Timmy recites that Jesus is Lord of his life and he asked Jesus into his heart he is ready to go. He's what? He is saved. But this, this is a warning to us, I would say unless you believed without proper consideration, now let's use the text correctly, you're not being saved. If you believed without proper consideration. Now, without doing word studies and all that, we don't have time for all that this morning, but proper consideration is exactly what it says. If you didn't understand what you're doing, you might not be saved. You might not be in the process of being saved because you don't even have a consideration of what the full gospel good news even is. And friends, that should harness our attention. One thing I spoke to my mother-in-law about with great great time and attention is this, and this even goes back only three weeks ago, friend, four at the most, when I'm talking about the series that we recorded about biblical salvation, when I sat across the table from her with no inkling that she would be passing away physically in just weeks. And what was I saying to her? What I said here on the program about what is biblical salvation and what in the world does Hebrews mean when it says that we must obey the son? What are we talking about? He became the source of eternal salvation for what? For those who obey him. So we talked about that and we posed the question, I posed the question to her about are you saved and are you sure that you are being saved. Because we talk about fruit a lot here in our house and on the program, of course, because of that. The fruit on the tree of our life is evidence on whether or not we are saved and are being saved. And there must be identifiers in our life that mark us as what? And this is what we say all the time about feasts and Sabbath. We believe when you study the word of Yahweh Elohim that it talks about a set-apart people Keeping set apart holy convocations, set apart holy times. That's what Shabbat Sabbath is. That's what the Moedim that we talk about here on the program as well. The the appointed times. These are holy, holy. Now, a proper understanding, of course, of holy is what consecrated, set apart, distinguished. How many gods are there? How many Elohim? Many always have been throughout all of history, many Elohim, but there is one set-apart, consecrated, distinct Elohim of all Elohims. Likewise, there are many people, there are nations, to use the Word of God correctly, there are nations, but there is one people of Yahweh Elohim, and His consecrated, holy, set-apart people keep His consecrated, holy, set-apart days, feasts, Sabbath, the Moedim reality. They are our markers to say there's fruit on the tree of our life that you know what? We're just different. We do things different. We think different. We, we act different. We carry about our lives different than the people of the nations. And friends, here we are again by accident. What are the ways of the nations? The Gentile lifestyle, the Goyim nations, our former condition before we came into Yeshua Messiah and lost our identity and traded it in for His. Everything leads there. And so this gospel is what is keeping us in a condition of being saved, unless we believed without proper consideration. And friends, I can tell you right now, somebody watching this program needs to have a revelation By being willing to look in here and say, you know what, maybe I'm living out a life, a Christian life, because you can do that here easy. You can go to church, you can go to Bible studies even, you can have prayer meetings and everything, but you made a decision to ask Jesus into a heart that he cannot indwell because that heart of stone must be extracted out. And, "...and the Father must put His supernatural heart of flesh into you so that it is a fit dwelling for Him to come and reside, a proper abode for the Father." Yeshua Himself embodying this living temple individual now, a new creation, who can properly house the glory in any kind of measure of Yahweh Elohim Himself, a living tabernacle reality. And so we have to ask this question. To get back to my point specifically, I said to my mother-in-law that I often, when I study the Word of God, I ask myself, am I saved? Am I really changed? Because I see so many things when I study this Word that I don't do, that I don't understand, that I'm walking in rebellion to, and it brings to the forefront of my life as a mirror to what? To see my depravity to see my lack to see my need and all that does is it drives me properly to look to the son to be my source to be my messiah my mediator messiah so that father can look upon him and see me and and vice versa he can look upon my life and he sees his son and he sees his son's perfection to every command and way that the Father spoke. And therefore, He can look at me and I'm okay because my identity is hidden, what? With Messiah in Yahweh Elohim, okay? And so, it's it's a good question, a valuable question to ask ourselves without being afraid. Am I born again? Am I saved? And am I being saved as I go throughout this life, this journey of being transformed into the likeness of the son it is okay and in fact it it should be a normal question for us to ask Yeshua was a son and although he was a son he what he learned obedience from what he suffered and once made perfect he became what we just talked about this in the last series the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him friends it is okay to do what we did at that table in my house just weeks ago and say how do we obey the son How in the world do we obey the Son? We must learn what it looks like. Because he said what? If you love me, keep my commands. And if we don't know what those were, and if we don't daily learn and add to our lives understanding towards how we are obedient, sons, friends, we have a real problem because we are based we're basing our salvation in our very lives, perhaps upon something that we believed without proper consideration. So moving on, and I don't want to talk real long today, so let me just say this. I had a bunch of verses ready, and we're just going to keep this primarily short. Friends, your life and mine are vapors. They are here and gone. Um, some texts that i compiled that, that we could talk about psalm chapter 103 psalm 144 1 through 4 job 14 2 job 14 10 isaiah 40 verse 3 first peter 1 24 and 25 friends we've got to get through our minds because i live this way i don't know why i don't know why yahweh designed me this way i live in constant recognition of the shortness of my life i don't know why i'm that way It used to be to my detriment. I used to be terrified by fear and all these different things. But now, as a redeemed one, as one who has been uh, reconciled and, and, and washed of all the impure versions of why Father created me to be the way I am, now I use that for good and I understand. I look at my son and every day I say to my son, You're getting older, son we got to practice these things we've got to be obedient we've got to be humble you've got to posture yourself in humility before me and your mom because if you do that then you will be you will have a much easier transition into obeying Yahweh Elohim's commands and ways because you'll already be postured in humility to submit yourself to his ways above your own and you'll be more better postured to obey and all these things why I see him as a grown man. I see myself as as older. And like, I understand, for whatever reason, the importance of today. And tomorrow morning, the importance of that day. And these moments are flying by. And friends, our lives are mere vapors. And to read some of these scriptures, because these do matter. Like a flower, man comes up and withers. Like a shadow, he flees and does not stay. Since his days are determined, the number of his months are with you, Yahweh. You, Yahweh Elohim, have set his limits, and he cannot exceed. Job 14.2 His days are determined, the number of of his months are with you. You have set his limits, he cannot exceed, and it goes on in verse 10. Man dies and is powerless. Man expires, and where is he? As water evaporates from the sea and a river drains away and dries up, so a person lies down and he does not rise. Until the heavens are no more, people will not awake or be roused from their sleep. So what do we do then with our frailty? What do we do with our frailty? What do we do with this condition that is just so fleeting? And I posed this across the road the other night to the people who were gathered there to discuss this topic with us. So what now? What now then? What do we do now? Do we just read a a chapter of Psalms every morning? Do we just gather with our family on a Sunday morning and talk about the Bible for an hour? Or do we just attend a service now and then? Even those of us who do feasts and Sabbath, do we just rest on Shabbat and, and read a Torah portion? I mean, what do we do now, friends? What do we do? And somebody needs to just put this question out and say, well, what do we do? And so I'll just give you a second. I'm going to have a drink of my coffee and I'll just ask you that. What do you do today as the primary source of why you get up in the morning and and do whatever your life looks like? What fuels you, friend? What are you captivated by throughout your day? What is it That is always rising to the surface of your life. Is it natural demands? Is it natural responsibilities? Is it your job? Is it a hobby? Is it television? Is it sports? Is it just good moral things? We have to know. And be willing to sit back and examine. What is it that drives me? Each and every day of my life. If we have children. What am I What is my main focus towards what I'm pouring into the hearts and lives of my children? Because soon we're going to turn around and we're out of here. (laughs) What do we do with our frailty and with this condition of like grass that just comes and goes away? Flowers that are beautiful, they're beautiful, but they fade and they're gone in no time. Thus is our life Isaiah chapter 40 verse 3. A voice cries out in the wilderness, and what is it saying? Prepare the way of Adonai. make straight in the desert, a highway for our Elohim. Talks about, excuse me, valleys being lifted up, mountains made low. The glory of the Lord is going to be revealed, and all the flesh is going to see it. It goes on. The grass withers, the flowers fade. Surely the people are as grass. The grass withers and the flowers fade away, but the word of our Elohim stands forever. Okay, so we come and go. We fade away. But if, if we... <laughs> I, I'm sorry for this word. That's I, I, the only one that comes to my mind right now. If we gorge ourselves on, if we are insatiably pursuing the eternal word of Elohim, friend, it stands forever and so if there's anything in this vapor of a life that we are that can remain it is what we add to our lives according to the word of Elohim that stands forever, it's our best chance of creating any kind of a legacy here and now on this earth, in our children in our neighbors, in anyone that might have, we have any kind of influence on in humility whatsoever are we building our life upon the word of Elohim that stands forever? Or are we just doing good moral Christiany things? We need to know. First Peter 1 24 All humanity is like grass, and all its glory is like a flower. The grass withers and the flower falls off, but the word of Yahweh endures forever, and this is the word that was proclaimed as good news to you. Here we are, connecting with where we started this full gospel this good news reality has been declared from the prophets from i mean go back to the fall of humanity and the promise of redemption that comes this good news has been proclaimed throughout the ages and made its way all the way to us here friend and thereby the word of yahweh elohim endures forever in those who yield to it, submit their lives to it, and give their lives, the rest of their lives, in a regenerated condition, to learn Father's ways, therefore, we can become obedient sons, who we look to Yeshua, our our one example, and we say, what? There is evidence in my life, that I love you. Why? Because I keep your commands. Because your commands, were the Father's commands, and thereby I show Him love, By doing what He says, and not what I want. Because sometimes those are in conflict. As we mature, Father's ways, I get it, because like I understand. The reason He doesn't want me to do that is because He's a good Father, and He understands that if I do it, it's harmful to me. It's detrimental to me. It's not to give me a rule and a hoop to jump through. If the Father gave me a, a, a rule, a command... It is for my good. It's for my good, and it's beautiful, and it's wonderful, and it's out of His great love for me that I am called to walk in that way so that I can be all the things that He wants me to be in the boundaries that He Himself has established for His children. Lastly, this is one of my favorite verses. If you watch this program, you know it's one of my front and center favorites, and it's in Ecclesiastes, and it's whether it's Solomon or whoever it is that, that, that authored this, this book and this this individual has seen it all he's been rich he's been poor he's he's had everything he's had nothing he, he has traveled everywhere and seen everything and he comes back and, and he culminates the entire book that he's written with these words that i believe changes our life if we allow it and that's what we'll end this program uh doing today It's in uh, 12, verse 13. The end of the matter. All has been heard. Fear Elohim and keep His mitzvot, His commandments. For this is the entire, the whole duty of man. For Elohim will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. And so, friend, here I put this in your court today. Because again, I understand, and, and because of what's been going on here the last several weeks, we were in, in a hospital for 11 or 12 days, 12 plus hours a day, surrounded by doctors and nurses and, and sick people at every turn, and friends, it's just a, it's an arresting situation full of spiritual opportunities, endless, of course. And it just really drove my spirit man straight up to the surface to rightly assess and see all the goings on around me for those um, 11 or 12 days. And then, of course, afterwards, dealing with a passing and a, and a, and a service and, and seeing people that I love and that loved my mother-in-law, of, of putting before people, because I say that to say this, I'm finding more and more that, friend, there are just not many people who think about these things. And so I have to say something because for whatever reason, the way I'm designed, I think about it all the time. (laughs) I think about presenting to anyone that might have ears to hear. Do you daily, moment by moment, to the best of your ability, as you try to function as a responsible human being, father, mother, husband, wife, child, do you think front and center about the shortness of life? The vapor reality, the, the we are a grass and a flower that's here today and blown away tomorrow. And friend, we have got to know our condition before the Father. We've got to know our identity. These things have got to be settled right here, right now. And every other thing in your life, friend, I, I plead with you to put in its proper place to the side until you work out this reality here. We take off time for work to go to the beach or to go on a fishing trip or to do this, to go camping. Friends, would you consider taking off a couple days of work to do nothing other than go out in the woods and examine your heart's condition between you and and Yahweh Elohim, the creator of the universe? To talk with your wife, to pray with your wife or your husband, and just say, we've got to know what we're doing and why. Why? Because, friends, all of us get in this routine of life. It's going to look different for all of us, but there's this routine of life. Next thing you know, a year, two years, three years, five years. Our children are in college. People are gone. Friend, don't wait. Don't wait. Be sure you have sat down recently and revisit this again and again to say, Am I saved? Is there fruit on the tree of my life that I'm a regenerated Christ man? And if so, am I learning my father's ways? Because friend, I told somebody this yesterday and I'll stop. After my regeneration, I'm spending the rest of my life that I'm still here in this body of flesh, learning my father's ways, learning what pleases him. This is how a man who loves Yahweh Elohim with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength lives. This is what He does. This is what He doesn't do. And it will take the rest of my life to even scratch the surface to know how to be a pleasing son. And so friend, are you so dedicated? I'm not dedicated nearly enough, I'm not. But my pursuit and my posture of my heart is to go further and further into my Father's ways, to learn what brings Him pleasure and allows me to be found as good and pleasing in His sight. So I hope you would consider that today, friend. I uh, thank you for watching the program. You can always find us, of course, at patdesign.com, right here on YouTube, and uh, reach out to us again. For those of you who email, thank you. And those of you who are wondering, will you will even read it? And like, people think we're busier than we are, and like, there's more to this than there is. Friend, email us if you need prayer. We'll try to come to where you are. You can come to where we are. We're fixing to do coat. I don't know. Let's see what the Father would orchestrate. That intersection reality that we talk about on here all the time. So thank you for watching today. This is the Path of Zion podcast. Amen.